TPN The Walk-On on the Props Network. I am Joel Walkhouse. coming to you live on stream via the Bushwick Betting Bunker. Sammy, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Just don't hear my own mic. Getting used to this setup. We usually have people in the studio, but you know on Friday with the Props on, I get Steve Clark on Zoom in the room. And then we go over our favorite prop bets for the weekend. You know, another Friday morning struggle for me. I spent two weeks studying for my statistics exam. I got a 66. Thankfully, I'm dumb enough not to realize how bad of a score that is. But, you know, we're going to have a fun football weekend. And let's bring him on. He's the biggest survivor buff not worn at Tribal Council. Say hello to Steve Clark. I can't hear Steve. Oh, you're Steve. Hear me now. I can. Good. Yeah. Remember those commercials? They're great. You could actually, you could pull that off as a Halloween costume. All you need is a pair of glasses. Yeah. It's so easily. All right. Fine. I'll do it. Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? It's in like two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to be Bane and it's going to be awesome. (laughs) As a big bald muscular guy when face masks are required (laughs) i gotta be bane and i'm just gonna stay as bane you know it's enough going on with the world that they i might need to just transition that's a good idea did you like my intro for you yeah man uh survivor posted a thing on instagram the other day with a picture of jeff's face and it said this is cbs what does that mean (laughs) Uh, it means they've not got a lot going on. <laughs> I had um, Jeff Perlman, the Sports Illustrative writer, on the walk on on Monday. Nice. And we talked about what it was like to see his writing recounted on an episode of Survivor. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, I wrote this thing 10 years ago. And now, like a decade later, they're talking about it on the most highest rated show in the country. Yeah. And everyone generally seemed like they had read it. There were like a lot of people who had read it, which is a nice compliment for him. Yeah, that might be the last huge Sports Illustrated article. It was that or the steroids and baseball thing. They were like the last two. And then it's just like, I don't mean to talk. I don't mean to bed talk SI. I love Sports Illustrated. So me too, man. You know, journalism just changes. We're all in that world. And that's why we're here over Zoom today. Yeah. So let's get, let's talk about that Bears Bucks game last night. We were talking about it a little bit before we went on the air. So I felt like we'd have our conversation now, dude. It was brutal. I had Bucks minus three and a half, like a chump. I always bet against the Bears, and they always, I think they're like four and one against the spread or something. They're ridiculous. Like they're the worst good team of all time. It's the most Chicago Bears team of all time. You can just feel Roger Goodell propping them up. And you know, I think that that is kind of good for us, though. That first game between Green Bay and Chicago should be the gambling opportunity of the year. Oh, yeah. People are going to you think people overvalue Chicago and make the line close. Well, I mean, if the if the records are similar, like you can't make it more than like a four and a half point game. Yeah. 
And she pound can't... Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would take Green Bay in that matchup up to like minus eight, I feel like. Yeah, Chicago's also a public team. Not all the time like a Steelers or a Cowboys, but when they win, the Bears fans come out of the woodwork. <sighs> it's, you know what? At least it's the Bears and it's not some organization that has had a very racist past, you know? Yeah, at least it's a team that has never had a black starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they let Cordell Stewart start a couple games because of injury, but that's it. Yeah. You know, are you are you a lineman nerd? Lineman nerd? I don't think – I wouldn't call myself a lineman nerd. I've been trying to pay more attention to interior linemen this year. And, like, <laughs> through the first four weeks of the season, Tristan Wirfs was the best – He looks great. Yeah. Until yesterday, couldn't have a worse fall from Earth. Like he was getting thrown around every time I looked up. I don't know. Yeah, him versus Khalil Mack is not a matchup you want to you want to see for a, a a rookie in his fifth game. He like that Khalil Mack his first sack. He proceeded after the sack to throw Tristan Wirfs on his back, just like body slammed him. Yeah, I think Werfs got body slammed like three times yesterday. They were moving him around to different positions. Rough day for the Iowa Hawkeye, and I'm glad I got into the Twitter threads enough to be disappointed by it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, poor Bucks. Poor Bucks. They're still gonna go thirteen and three. They'll be just fine, and you know. The Bears, they're going to go have a great record and not be a viable threat whatsoever. You love to see it. Like, I would normally be annoyed, but I'm just so amused by this team. I I mean, they're one of the few bets I made before the season for win total. I took them under eight wins, and they already have four through five weeks. So that bet might be dead. It might be, but I I could still see that very much hitting. Like seeing the the offense they run, like they truly don't run anything with it underneath whatsoever. They don't run routes. They either hand off to Montgomery or just throw it thirty yards down the field. Yeah, they just throw a jump ball to Allen Robinson, and that's it. They're I just looked this up because I was interested. Their average yards per play is five, which makes them. The sixth worst team in the NFL. And they're four and one. Four and one. They should, I think they could probably be one and four just as easily. Yeah, exactly. I think they're four and one and they're, they're uh, like plus minus is they're plus five. Their point differential is plus five. Yeah. And like Indianapolis, like, oh my gosh, what a defense. Like they couldn't do anything against them last week. Yeah. I'm excited for the Colts team. Although they, they do have some injuries on defense this week. So it'll be interesting to see how they hold up. Yeah. But they, they are so deep. It feels like they've had a big injury report every week of the season and just people step up because Reich might just be a really great football coach. Reich's a good coach. Yeah. All right. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right, Sam over there at the John Wilkes, he says that there's a theme for this week. So we're going to try and uncover this theme to our picks as we go. Um, Do you want to kick off? Heck yeah. All right. We're starting with this Raiders Chiefs game. Ooh. I'm going to take Derek Carr, 250 plus passing yards, 
minus 106. I think anyone playing the Chiefs is going to be chasing points. And the Raiders offense, honestly, hasn't looked awful through the first four games of the season. And in Carr's last three games, he's thrown 284, 261, and 311 yards. He's throwing for a good amount of yards. And this week, they're getting Henry Ruggs back. He practiced yesterday. So you got to be excited about Derek Carr. I mean, 250-plus at near-even odds is not that high of a number for a team that's going to be trailing. Yeah, and they're going to be trailing that entire game. And like to your point, the Ruggs coming back is huge. He's maybe the most talented receiver in this class. And like, even though the production isn't there yet, he has shown enough to me. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be a player. So yeah, give the Chiefs a little bit of your own Tyreek Hill. I think he'll have one 40-yard bomb in him. So if he just hits that one deep pass, 200 yards in the flow of the game is absolutely nothing. And Oh yeah, he'll get 100 yards in garbage time. Yeah, my only worry, and it's not even a real worry, is that like, they're kind of set up to be the dollar store version of the Chiefs offense. Waller and Ruggs are just a discount version of Kelsey and Tyreek. So yeah. <laughs> maybe they have so many practice reps against those types of players. That's my only concern. Oh, interesting. I just can't imagine. I mean, the Chiefs will, even if they dominate the first half on defense, they'll back off in the second half and just play prevent. And then, I don't know. I, I feel like this this one is so simple which means it won't hit. <laughs> yeah, it's too easy. I'm, I agree with you, but dissent leads to discourse, and you had a point to follow up with. So yeah. we're all good. Um, okay, my first one, I like Teddy Bridgewater under 296.5 passing yards. Ooh. He would have hit that three out of the four weeks this season, and – you know, I think the Panthers have kind of fallen into a really nice, really balanced team. Mm-hmm. So without them being like a skewed to a pass heavy offense, I know they're against Atlanta, but I still don't think they're going to deviate from their game plan. Like they're a little conservative. There's a lot of underneath stuff and they've got like another good running back into the fold. So yeah, I don't think Bridgewater's really asked to do that much in the offense. And that number it's, it's boosted by it being Atlanta, but that's very high. It is a high number. I looked at that. I was looking at Teddy Bridgewater's number as well, and I thought that's a little too high for me. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's against Atlanta makes it possible, certainly, but it is a little too high for me to bet. I probably wouldn't bet it either way because I think he could obviously do it, but it's such a high number. What are the odds on that? That's a minus 115, okay. so... Not not crazy juice on there. It's just you know I've that's off the hypothesis that this is a balanced offense, and I don't think you're going to see any outrageous stat lines from Bridgewater this season. Even though the Panthers have been an incredible team to watch, like they had more turnover than any other roster, and the fact that they're competent is a pretty remarkable achievement to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're a fun team and. You know, their offense has been clicking. Their defense hasn't been as bad as people thought they would be. So it's a fun team. And their defense has been incredible. Like their last two first round picks, Derek Brown and Brian Burns have just like created this defensive line. That's just the foundation of a really good team. And like I've been on the wrong side of them on a lot of my bets, a lot of my picks this year. And like that's how you learn about a team. Like they are competent 
and they are very good at what they do. And they're probably the feel good story of the year to me. Yeah, I have them. I tease them up against the Falcons. I have them plus eight and a half. Oh, beautiful. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Because I, I mean, I took the Cardinals against them last week. Mistake. Yeah, mistake. That was my, I loved that pick. And then again, you know, I thought the line, well, it is kind of like the Lions defense did good against the Cardinals because they're one of the few defenses that's arranged from the secondary right. first. And like, I thought Kyler would be able to take advantage of like having a great defensive line to really create some things in the chaos. And that was not the case. They were just, ahead. they were in complete control the entire game. And um, let's pour a little out for that Jets Cardinals game. The betting opportunity of the week may be taken off the board. Oh, yeah. Somebody has a, a test that's like not positive, not negative. Is that what's going on? Yeah, the Jets have a positive test. And you know the Jets players are just playing Ferris Bueller, faking it to get out of the <laughs> Like they, they stopped wanting to go in September 1st. Yeah, I, I was able to snag that Cardinals-Jets game at minus six. I was like, what? why would any team be less than 10-point favorites against the Jets right now? Yeah, especially a team that we we've seen be competent already this season, right. coming off a couple bad hiccups. Yeah, like this is the perfect bounce back opportunity for Arizona. Man, I hope. Man, I hope that game gets played. Yeah, I mean, if just for my wallet's sake, I hope that game gets played. Uh, I actually have a guy, a prop in that Carolina game as well. All right, let's hear it. PointsBet has options for you to bet on players' fantasy points. So Ooh. I took Robbie Anderson over 15 and a half fantasy points. That's it's, great call. It's PPR, so already seven easy points. He's averaged seven catches per game on eight and a half targets per game this season. And then it's it just comes down to defense being bad. You know, they've allowed 34 points per game. 341 passing yards per game. We already talked about Teddy's number being set at 296 and a half passing yards. If he comes even close to that, you got to figure Robbie Anderson's probably securing a quarter of those yards. Um, So yeah, if he gets in the end zone, it's an easy one. If he doesn't get in the end zone, I still think he can get seven catches for 85 yards and that's 15 and a half. So Yeah. It's kind of cool that you can bet on fantasy points. It is really cool. And I, I like the pick very much. Robbie Anderson, like it's he played in his, his entire career with the Jets. And, you know, he was kind of a punchline over here. And it's nice to see him get his really a shot at relevancy in Carolina and making the most of it. Like he stole that number one receiver job from DJ Moore, who's a very good receiver. So yeah. He might have like Pro Bowl level abilities that are finally getting used. He's so good. He's so skinny, though. He's very skinny. He's too skinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. We got to bulk up. So this next pick, it, it, it goes to the tumult. We don't know what's going to happen in this game, except we know it's going to be a blowout. Antonio Gibson under 51 and a half rushing yards. Washington is trotting out Kyle Allen, a new quarterback. It's going to be tough to predict their offense. And it's already a kind of running back by committee there. 
So I don't see anyone getting the lion's share of the carries. I think they don't know this offense. So they're going to try a lot of different looks. So I don't think any running back is going to be featured in there. And the Rams should have an offensive display coming off a rough week against the Giants. The one thing I'll say is that the Rams rushing defense is dreadful. It is so bad. He could get 51 and a half yards in one play against the Rams. Okay. He probably only needs 10 carries to hit that number. Um, But, you know, if things go the way they should go, unlike last week, if the Rams jump out to a 17-point lead in the first quarter, then, yeah, I think that's a really good pick. But, my God, the Rams looked terrible last, last week. They looked so bad. Yeah, but you, you sure that wasn't a, a Milton Burrow game? Just pulling out enough to win. They can get through oh. these without exposing any of their offensive schemes. Could have been. I think they definitely didn't take the game seriously. They probably didn't prepare to the level that they prepare for other teams. I think Sean McVay kind of took a week off because his play calling was like the least creative I've ever seen it. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that was kind of a kick in the butt for them to be like, all right, let's blow the the football team out. So yeah, it's not a bad pick, but with the Rams running defense, I could see, I mean, I could seriously see him getting that in one play. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking it off the board. <laughs> here, and like, I watched all of that Rams giants game, but I was just like, you know, Aaron Donald, they must have a good running defense. My bad. Our linebackers are trash. If you get past that first level, you're like you're going to break off a 20, 20 yeah. yard run. I feel like every team in the NFL has bad linebackers right now. What's the deal? I think like if you're can play a defense, if you can either become an edge or you could become like edge. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and there's, it goes the other way too because there's all those like Swiss Army knife like safeties right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's hard to be like a prototypical inside linebacker because if you have the size, you you want to do the sexy position of being a pass rusher. You don't want to be the run stuffer guy. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, in defensive tackles, linebackers. It's got. It's like big men in the NBA three years ago. It's got to cycle back around. We're gonna have the right yeah. guys come to the league and and fix it. <clears throat> okay, I'm taking a running back with my next prop bet, taking James Robinson. 75 plus rushing yards at minus 112. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, they're playing against Houston, who has the worst rushing defense in the NFL. I think they give up like 180 rush yards per game. It's kind of insane. Teams just shove it down their throat. They don't even throw against them. Um, He's gotten 16 or more carries in three of the Jaguars' first four games. He's, I mean, he's a big surprise this year. I don't think anyone expected him to kind of bust on the scene like this. And he's really good. Um, and again, Houston has one of the better pass defenses. I don't know if they're necessarily a good pass defense or if teams just don't pass against them because they don't have to, but I can see Jacksonville running the ball 25, 30 times and James getting 20 of those carries. And yeah. 75 yards. Not that many for a starting running back against a bad, te- a bad defense. And that that's a very high line. And I am kind of reticent about it because I think this is a Houston blowout. When a team that hates their coach fires their coach by rule, I'm <laughs> on them the next week. I think I'll be on the Texans money line. I know I'll be on the Texans spread. So 
yeah, I could I could see Houston just being having a bounce in their step. Jacksonville, they had if you take that win against Indianapolis from week one, where it was incredibly humid and Indianapolis wilted over the game, they look like a different team. So on that on that same measure, I'm gonna pick it from that game. Ooh. I like DJ Chark over 56 and a half receiving yes. yards, minus 110. Minshew loves him. We saw him be a the, this entire offense is different there. And no matter how this game plays out, I see him getting that mark. But if I if I consider them to be probably playing from behind, you know, I am very confident in that. That's a great one. I think that one definitely goes over. Yeah. And Minshew loves, I mean, they're getting they're letting Minshew throw the ball 40 times a game. They're just like, here you go, like make a play. Um, yeah. And he's obviously the number one receiver there. So it just feels like a gift to me. 56 and a half is nothing for a number one receiver. Again, yeah. a bad defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it all comes down to what the game script's going to be. I, if for you, you're hoping Jaguars go down by 20. I'm hoping it's a close game. But here, I actually did research on how teams do after they fire their coach. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Thank you for, how did you know? <laughs> well, I write a blog for oh. Drops Network every week, and I wanted to see what, what, which way I should lean. So in the week after firing coaches since 2003, there's been 25 coaches fired. Those teams have gone 10 and 15 straight up. That's not surprising because the teams are probably bad if they're firing their coach. And they're 13 and 12 against the spread. Okay, so not the like avalanche of success I was anticipating. No, but this is, a, this is maybe the only time that a team has been favored by a touchdown after firing their head coach. Yeah, and it's, I just feel like it's kind of skewed because you read the stories coming out of the Texans' locker room. I think they hated Bill O'Brien that much that they just were oh, yeah. going to work. Well, you saw that. J.J. Watt just like yelled at him during practice one day in front of everyone. Yeah, questioned his coaching, questioned yeah. his manhood. And like, if that's just out of the room, like... I think you're going to see them kind of return to form this week. I know there's no Hopkins. I know it's been fun to pile them on, but Deshaun Watson is still one of those quarterbacks who can just dominate a game. He's great. And yeah. like, we haven't seen that yet this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you located in a state with legal online sports betting? Do not place a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. ThePropsNetwork.com has you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports books. Get $30 in free bets and a $600 risk-free bet at Unibet. Claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook or try PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000 using promo code bonus props. The Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL odds for every game. And, you know, you check out Steve's blog every week. He's betting every game so you can take his pick, look at the live odds and see where you want to put your money down. You know, this allows you to shop your comps and know you're getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. Do your favor a bankroll and check out the propsnetwork.com. You ready for it, Sam? 
Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And can I do my favor a bankroll? Do your bankroll a favor. Oh, did I mess that up? <laughs> we could do favors for our bankrolls. Yeah, we could do favors for our bankrolls. Uh, maybe a little uh, GameStop stock. Rumors of an acquisition. That, hey, did you buy that stock I told you to buy uh, Wednesday? No, what was that again? ENRT. It was up 50% yesterday. Whoa. I told you. Uh, I missed. Wow. I missed. Yeah, long-term lithium. It's, it's <laughs> like you, We could get into that another time. Steve and I, we talk about lithium futures on the Saturday podcast. <laughs> it's called Mining with Miners. Check it out. We need a new title. <laughs> <laughs> uh is it your turn no you're to it's not like a second half thing where i i start off the second half you 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 stay in the lead all right ready for this yeah i've got kyler murray under 240 and a half passing yards at minus 104 that hopefully this game happens Hopefully this game happens. We want this game to happen so bad. Because I really do think the Cardinals jump out to a lead here, and then Kyler doesn't really have to throw the ball that much. I think this is the game they want to get Kenyon Drake going because he hasn't really done anything all year. I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to give him the ball 20 times and see what he can do. Um, also, Kyler is a kind of a dink and dunk quarterback. He's 27th in yards per attempt this year. Um, and the Jets' defense against the pass is surprisingly not terrible. Again, I think that might be due to the fact that they're always down by 20 points and yeah. teams run against them. Um, but yeah, that's what I would kind of expect the Cardinals to do too. So that's why I think it's two, 240 yards. I don't think he needs to throw that many yards. Yeah, I, I like the pick there. I I think it's so funny that the metrics give the Jets a good secondary. Like they got to be yeah. in the DB room. Like, yeah, we're doing it. Number six ranked pass defense. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, nah, people don't pass in the second half against you, dog. And yeah, he's gonna be off the off the field very easily. I mean, just from like a health point of view, I would him playing on that field. Him, uh, getting, yeah, <laughs> concerned like. I would have the most conservative game plan possible around Kyler Murray if I were Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. Once they're by three scores, just yank them. Yank them. I'm sure the game will be played at like 3 p.m. on Tuesday. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I look forward to tuning in at uh, Wednesday at 11 a.m. for (laughs) Cardinals. Yeah. We're we're getting a Monday five o'clock game this week. What? That's insane. <laughs> and that's the 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 Patriots Broncos. Yeah. Wow. But if I were a, a diehard Patriot fan, coming home from work is like you can't watch your team two two weeks in a row. That's brutal. It is brutal. Okay, so back to the picks. I like Darren Waller to get 75 yards receiving, minus 112. You know, uh, I think they're just along the lines to your car pick. I think that they're going to be playing from behind. I think he is the number one option in that offense. And 75 yards seems reasonable for one of the elite tight ends in a game where they desperately need to move the ball. Yeah, and we saw 
Waller have a rough game against the Patriots. I think that was entirely due to the fact that Bill Belichick is like a genius defensive mind. Andy Reid, a very good coach, but I don't think he'll be able to shut down a weapon like Darren Waller for a full game like the Patriots were. And yeah, this this is exactly. I think Ruggs has a good game. I think Waller has a good game just because they need to throw the ball in the second half. Um, Am I crazy for liking the Raiders against the spread here, getting between 11 and 12? I took him at plus 14. I bought a point. So yeah, oh. yeah. Because like the Raiders, I mean, they're not the Chiefs, but they are a competent team. And generally, like, I like to, if I see a big spread in a divisional game, just exactly. taking the underdog is always good practice. Yep. And, you know, the backdoor cover for a two score, for 14 points or 13 points, whatever you get it at, the backdoor cover is always going to be wide open. And it's nice with these big spreads because if your team scores first, you're on cruise control the rest of the game. Like having a big underdog and then being up 7-0 is such a relaxing Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I, you you feel like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I know there are some talk. I've been, I, I listen to a lot of like, sports gambling podcasts, a lot of these people are thinking they're just going to take Bengals money line against the Ravens. What? Because <laughs> you can get that like plus 750. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can, but I also think Joe Burrow is going to get assassinated on that field. <laughs> like, Hey, all I'm saying Ravens. is, you heard it here first. When the Bengals win, you're going to wish, it's just like lithium, you're going to wish you would have put $10 on it. You you heard it here first when we we did say we heard it from another podcast <laughs> from an undisclosed source. <laughs> All right, next you have the floor. All right, I am taking another under here. I don't like betting unders, but I found good spots for him. Baker Mayfield under two hundred and forty nine and a half passing yards. Yes, um, yeah. it's against the Colts, and the Colts' pass defense has proven to be incredible. Uh, he's on Baker's only averaging 182 passing yards per game this year. The Browns scored 49 points last week and he only threw for 165 yards. That just shows you like where the offense is. It's clearly not him throwing it a ton of times. I know yeah, Nick, but Nick Chubb is out, which is, which sucks, but Kareem Hunt is like a very capable starting running back. And they have other good running backs on the roster, like Dearness Johnson coming out and running for like seven yards a clip last week. Also, great name, Dearness Johnson. Yeah, Ernest, it's not enough for me. Jamal <laughs> <laughs> sprinkled on the top. Um, yeah, I like that. I do worry because Nick Chubb is so good in the passing game. Like if he if they use him in a Kamara-esque fashion and he is someone when he practices he practices as a wide receiver as often as he practices as a running back so I could see them really kind of kind of finding a good game plan and like this is an impossible game to really forecast like I I desperately it's just like the head and the heart are so opposed I want the Browns to win Usually a team like Indianapolis with a dominant defense takes care of business in this game. Right. And, and on that measure, I like Phil Rivers over 230.5 passing yards minus 115. I think that's a skewed number. I think they're going to be able to 
move the ball consistently with underneath routes and they'll have a kind of conservative passing game. Like that line's just that's just based on the line more than Rivers. Right. Yeah, I mean, we saw what happened to the Browns defense last week. They got torched. Their secondary hasn't looked great. So yeah, I could see 230 is a pretty low number. Yeah, pretty low number. And like, I think it will be a pretty tight game. And like, if a quarterback in the modern NFL is in like a standard game, I, that kind of leads to like 250 to 270 passing yards as the mean. So I just think right. there's value in that number. Yeah, it does. This does kind of feel like a game where both teams run the ball 40 times and it's over in two hours. It absolutely could be, but like I, I could also see it being like a weird shootout, like a 24-27 game that turns into the best thing to do at 4.30 on Sunday. It's going to be a good game for sure. I'm excited to just like this is the first real test the Colts have had on defense, so I'm excited to see if they're for real. Yeah, and it's kind of like the winner of this game we have to take seriously as a a dark horse contender in the AFC. Like, I know the Chiefs and the Ravens are, and even the traditional powers like the the Steelers and Pats are all very good teams. But I'm loving this like second class of AFC teams: the Bills, the Browns, the Colts. Right in that mix, I think. Yeah. I think the Colts do have a chance to really morph into a very tough out this January. Yeah. Well, they're going to have a good seed because they play the AFC South six times <laughs> and they might just get two free wins against the Titans because the Titans may never play another NFL game this year. I think they had negative tests today for the first time in like 13 days. So Hopefully it's looking up. Yeah, I just want them to get that forfeit. Um, unprecedented in NFL history. Um, we do have a viewer writing in. Brittany Zamora sounds like a real babe. She wants to know it the over for 238 and a half for Wentz versus the Steelers. What would you take there? I would say under. I think, well, this is just based on the fact that Wentz... Is this a Philadelphia fan? Yeah, it sounds... I mean... If don't let your homer and they would ask over for fucking Wentz versus the Steelers. They hate that guy. You well, why else would you want to bet on Wentz to do anything? Though is is the question. If you're not from Philadelphia, the the Steelers are one of the best defenses in the NFL. Go Birds. Okay, yeah, she's from Philadelphia. (laughs) Um, I would take the under here if you feel so inclined to bet on Carson Wentz. It's a pretty low number, so you can feel kind of good about that. I do think the Steelers will probably jump out to an early lead, so we'll have to throw the ball. But who's he going to throw to? Nobody. And on these lines, I have my next pick. This one, I don't feel it. It's probably the one I feel the least confident in, but I think it'll be fun. I like Miles Sanders in head-to-head rushing yards versus James Conner, plus 120. Miles Sanders head to head against Connor. Okay. Yeah, like the Eagles, they need a lot of production out of Sanders. They need to introduce him and play his role in the offense. And going against a, a tough Steelers defense with no receivers, really, you're going to want to ride your blue chip player. I think that's Miles Sanders. And on the other side of the coin, you know, you we could well look at a Steelers blowout. Also, James Connor's been more of a in more of a platoon than we would have yeah. expected before the season so i do think there's good value here and 
I don't quite know how to attack the spread on this game. I think I will be on, um, I'll buy a half point on the Eagles and, you know, just hold my breath. Yeah, it's going to be a, I think it'll be a close game, despite the fact that the Steelers are a better team, just because the Eagles play, how play games tight, that they shouldn't be playing tight. Um, And I think the Eagles, like, they're, they're a team like the, the Vikings, where I think they're going to get better over the course of the season. Like, yeah, they're introducing a lot of new pieces. They're behind the eight ball from a injury point of view. So I think they're going to, they're not the team we saw to open the season. And as they get their players back, we'll, they'll do a little better. Yeah. I, I had a stat on NFC East against the spread last week in my blog. I don't remember it, but it's like, they're like two 13 and one or something crazy like that. They are so bad against the spread. Um, so if you want to fade the NFC East, fade the NFC not a bad idea. And in, in this game, like, it's it's the player props are tough because Roethlisberger over two hundred and seventy four point five passing yards. I think high. that's a good line. Yeah. Um, you know, anything else? The lines for running backs are again. I I still like the Carson Wentz over rushing yards. It's fourteen and a half. When the dude is just his guys aren't getting open. He's creating like I like that one. And last week I said he was um. A lock. He he got four times what the line was for rushing yards. So yeah. again, that's something he can get in a single carry. He's running like, for his life. Yeah, yeah. Every week, let's find the the running back line where they can break it with a single carry. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think the line is for the most receiving yards on the Eagles? Like what player is it? Yeah, it's got to be Greg Ward, right? Or is it Zach Ertz? It's Zach Ertz. The, the, the number is kind of astoundingly low. I'll say 45 and a half. You nailed it exactly. Did I really? Yeah, you nailed it exactly. Ooh. 45. Did you cheat? I did not cheat. Okay. I didn't even look at that game. Yeah, 45 and a half. Wow. That, 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 you win this week no matter what, just for that. So if I were to, I would, I can't bet that then. Because I think he will hit exactly the number they set for him. Yeah, and um, just in this game, Juju to get a hundred receiving yards is plus three twenty-five. That's tremendous value. Like that is good value. I feel like Juju is like kind of a big game player, and this will be such a big game in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, it's a must-win for the Eagles too. Even though they're in first place. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles are gonna. I love seeing Washington going all in to win the division this year. And like the Cowboys got a horrific injury news this year, left tackle to Ron Smith out for the season. They have so many neck injuries in Dallas. It's defies all logic. It is crazy. I actually have a Cowboys bet for my next bet. Let's hear it. I'm taking Dak Prescott to score three or more touchdowns at plus 120. Okay. His last three games, he scored four touchdowns, three touchdowns, and four touchdowns. It's helped a lot because he can run the ball. I think in one of those games, he had three rushing touchdowns. So in an offense like this, you got to expect they're going to score a lot of points. 
who do they play this week? They played the Giants. So that's the one concern is that if they jump out to a huge lead against the Giants, they just give it to Zeke over and over again. But they have so many weapons on offense. Three touchdowns is just like the norm for Dak this year, I feel like. Um, And he can do it with his legs. He can do it with his arm. And pretty good odds. Plus 120. You're not laying anything, so... Yeah, my only worry there is with, again, the left tackle injury, that can really screw with a team and put them in a, a really hard position offensively. And especially he got injured in practice late in the week, so they're not going to have much time to integrate the, the replacement. It is true. I would be concerned about that if they played anyone except the New York Giants. Yeah, I, I'm still with you on that. I agree with the pick, but, you know, I, I do have concerns over that injury, and I think they'll be able to muster against the Giants. Like, the Giants went all in last week to lose by eight against the Rams, so yeah. that was their Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I I love this pick. I think this is the most I've liked to pick this whole season. Ooh. So all week out of San Francisco, we're hearing we got our guys back. We're going to be the Niners of old, and – you know, a big part of that Niners identity last year was Debo Samuel. He's been hurt to start the year and him to get 50 receiving yards minus 134. I think he's integral to that offense. I think 50 yards is extremely reasonable in that matchup. And with Garoppolo back, I think he's going to want to emphasize it. They want to bring reintroduce aspects of the offense from last year. So yep. I expect Debo to be featured. I like that pick. With Jimmy G back, it really makes that offense a good offense, I think. Like, even last week, George Kittle had 15 catches. Crazy. So, you if they have healthy people, they're going to get catches. So, yeah, Debo, 50 yards seems extremely doable with Jimmy G. And the Dolphins' defense has not been good. Yeah, and the Dolphins, they do have like a player to kind of sell out and do a good job on George Kittle. Like we talk about crappy linebackers and crappy linebacker Kyle Van Noy is a pro bowler and he's very good in pass coverage. So they do have like some pretty good personnel to use on Kittle. So I think that opens up Debo Samuel and they're going to use him in such a variety of ways. Like, yes, my only concern is that like, he kind of gets some some handoffs, some trickery yep. thrown in there because they love to utilize him in that capacity. Yep. But otherwise, I think he's the number two option in this offense, and you'll see him used as such. Yep, totally. But yeah, he will. He probably will get like three handoffs for forty yards, and you'll start sweating a little bit. But all right, what do I got? I have Russell Wilson over two hundred eighty nine and a half passing yards. This oh, yeah, this Definitely. game is going to be, and because I'm saying this, it's going to go the other way. I think this game is going to be a shootout. It's two of the worst passing defenses in the NFL going head-to-head. The Vikings give up close to 300 passing yards per game as it is, and that's when they're not playing against the number one offense in the NFL. Russ is averaging 321 passing yards per game. Um, he has the highest yards per attempt in the NFL. So he doesn't need that many attempts to get to three, 289. Uh, yeah, I just think that he's going to... I mean, he could get two 60-yard passes 
with the way he drops those dimes into DK into Tyler Lockett. I'm taking Russ. Yeah, all all the way, slam dunk. I see this being a shootout. I do like the Vikings plus seven. Like, uh, they're 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 not as bad as they showed to begin the season. They're gonna get better as the season goes on. They're in. They had 13 draft picks last year with no preseason. Yep. Limited training schedule. So. Yeah, I think they're the second best team in the NFC North, and they're going to get more competent and capable as the season goes on. And that pushes the Seahawks and superstar Russell Wilson to just keep doing superstar things throughout this entire game. And, like, come on, Russ in primetime, take the over. That's the only <laughs> play. I agree. Okay, so my last pick it is from that same game. I'm very confident in this one. Chris Carson under 68.5 rushing yards. He not only he in a platoon anyway, he's coming off a very serious injury. Yeah. They're not going to feature him heavily. And, you know, I don't see, think he'll get more than 10 carries in this game. Did you see his statement? He, nobody expected him to play last week. And he he played and then he came out and said, that he was going to play that game no matter what. People have always said he can't play 16 games, so he's going to prove them wrong. He's going to kill himself this year trying to play 16 games. It's his contract year, so he wants to show that he's a feature back. But, but yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna do a timeshare with him because I don't think he's 100 percent yet. Yeah, and it's a long season. There's no reason for the Seahawks to ride him in. Yeah, exactly. Five. And I do like him continuing the streak. That reminds me when AC Green was going for the NBA's Iron Man streak and he got three of his teeth knocked out <laughs> like as he was chasing it. So then he played the next game. He just went out there for two minutes at the start and waved his arms around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see Chris Carson do something like that. Um, and then I have one more. All right, you you do one more, and then we're going to name a bet, and then we will be out of there. All right, in this same game, I'm taking Kirk Cousins over 260 and a half passing yards. I think it's going to be a shootout, so I'm taking both quarterbacks over on their passing yards. The Seattle defense is the worst passing defense in the NFL. They give up 400 yards per game in the air. And... Like we said, the Vikings are going to – you think the Vikings might actually be close in this game. I think they'll have to try to keep up with the Seahawks offense, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. He's only thrown 27 times in a game. That's the highest amount of times Kirk has thrown the ball in a game this season. But Zimmer has come out and said that they need to open up the offense a little bit, so I think they're going to have to throw the ball at least 30 times. And Cousins also has a really good – Yards per attempt, 8.8 yards per attempt. So it won't take them that many attempts to get there. And the emergence of Justin Jefferson. There's a lot of good things going for the Vikings offense right now. Can you confirm to me that that I picked Justin Jefferson on a podcast for Rookie of the Year on a podcast with you back over the summer? That sounds right. I, I know we we liked Cam Akers and Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson looks pretty good so far. Yeah, I've had a few listeners like throwing Justin Jefferson in my face. And I'm like, no, I, I like this guy. It's documented. I've been praising this guy since like April. Like, yeah. 
don't invent. I have enough wrong takes that you can. <laughs> you don't need to fabricate my incorrect takes. Also, last week you were right about the Adam Thielen pick, but I went five two and one on the show. Yeah, you were in cre- five two and one is a good record, but I just care about that head to head. Yeah, <laughs> you want to know head to head. That's true. I- I hate Adam Thielen. I, those gritty receivers who don't have physical skills drive me crazy. <laughs> Give me the blue chippers, the Joey Galloway types, the dudes who look good in photos but don't quite produce as well as they should. <laughs> That's what I like. Yes. And now to um for our for our naming a line of the week, I think Burrow is going to be under some pressure. I think the Ravens pass rush could get a little bit better. So I would like to see from points bet USA, Sammy, can you fire out this tweet for me? I'm on it. I want to see the line for a Calais Campbell sack of Joe Burrow. He only has one sack of the year. And I don't know if you know this down in Jacksonville, Florida, when they were a good competitive team, I was down there with good friend Jake Head and the Jaguars fans. They gave me the mayor of Saxonville sandwich they made for Calais Campbell. So what, I'm, what was on that sandwich? Oh, it was it was ham. It was like a big Cuban sandwich with avocado on it. Fantastic. Ooh, that was good. And you know, I'm I'm hungry. I'm thinking about that sandwich. <laughs> I want to. I'm gonna bet on Calais Campbell to get a sack, and I bet that's like plus three twenty five. You think they would Wait. set it at half of half a sack? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. over over half a sack. Over half a one? sack. Actually, I don't think it. I think it would be more like minus one thirty or something like that. He only has one sack on the year, though. So, yeah, he hasn't been too effective, but he is the sort of guy to like make a statement in a divisional game. So he's such a leader, and like I think Burrow is not really played a great pass rush yet, or a great defense. Yep. So you're probably going to see him spend a little bit too much time in the pocket and take a few this week. I like that. I hope they do that for us. They did the 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 what the time that they made the kicker one public was like the coolest thing of all time. You were you were an odds maker for one day. Yeah, I was an odds maker. That's like having a kid with a birth defect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How about a little context though? What like tell us about name of it? How does that? Work? Oh, I thought you were talking about like Bert Defense. <laughs> <laughs> no point. Points bet. They're they're a, a site. They where we get all of the prop lines from, and they do have a cool name your bet feature. So every week we name them a bet. They put it on the board, and you can bet the line we come up with. And yeah, I like the Calais Campbell bet this one, and like. Next week, I'll I'll have you make the line, Steve. Does that sound fun? Yeah, I'll come up with something for next week. Awesome. So thank you for joining the Friday Prop Drop. All of our props today are, of course, from PointsBet Sportsbook, where new players can get four risk-free bets up to $1,000 using code BONUSPROPS. That's a strong signing bonus, but PointsBet also has the best weekly promos in the industry. Let's look at this week's deals. You can go there and to their promos page. You can see Allen Iverson's foot, always cool. And you have this, they're doing same game parlays. They are doing $1,000 sign up bonuses, 100% match. And they do have boosters on the NBA Finals game five tonight. Tyler Hero pl- to score 17 points plus 100. LeBron to score 30 plus 120. M- 
Anthony Davis to score 25 and the Lakers to win is plus 100. That's a better line than anything I got in my stand-up act. So go to points bets. All these boosted props are pretty awesome. There's a good Yankees one tonight. So, ooh, and there's college football 100% in-play bet matches. Fantastic. Maybe I'll use that on my college football wagering tomorrow. But yeah, points bet's great. And if, if, if you're a Props Network listener, use code BONUSPROPS for four risk-free bets up to $1,000. And if you don't want to gamble on their site, just go there to see Allen Iverson's foot. You'll need to pay more for that on OnlyFans. And as always, you must be 21 or older to bet online. If you or someone you know have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Not a good job with the cat, with the disclaimer there, but it was all right. Steve, um, what, what what's the big hypothesis in your blog this week? Let me take a peek. I always forget immediately after I make my bets who I bet on. So let me pull up the old document. I know that I really like the Cardinals if they play, which who knows. I went kind of teaser crazy this week. I took, I think, four teasers. It's a great teaser week, actually. It is a good teaser week. I teased the Panthers up to eight and a half, the Jaguars up to 12 and a half, uh, the Rams down to minus one. Who else did I tease? That might be just three teasers. But yeah, I, I'm loving the teasers. There's like this very, I don't know if you follow a uh, sports book on Reddit, the, the subreddit. There's this theory. I, I time to time. There's this theory that if you te- do a six-point teaser on underdogs when they are under the key number of three, tease them up. And when you tease favorites when they are like over the key number of six or seven, you'll hit like 75% of the time. It's just okay. getting over those key numbers. So that's what I've, I've kind of been doing that is just like getting those lines under the key numbers or over the key numbers. And it's been working really well. I'm four and one on my teasers so far. So yeah, check out the blog. I got a lot. I got every pick for the whole week, even for games that might not happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's about right. So, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I might slide into your DMs. I haven't placed my wagers for the weekend. I'm not doing an idiotic college football parlay this week. Oh, did that hit? It did hit. But then I I took a sweetheart teaser, and I lost it on a push. So I I bought the Cardinals to plus 10. They lost by 10. Everything else hit easily and took the L there. So the, the balance is damaged. So... Hopefully, I'll bounce back this weekend, even though kind of a difficult week. Yeah, I, I didn't love... That's why I had to tease so many games is that I was like, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Texans and 49ers money lines. Like, oh, yeah. If you're going to bet minus 300 games, those yeah. are probably the ones to do, yeah. And you know, I I do like the big money line play from time to time. I coming off a loss, it's very hard to see the Miami Dolphins crossing the country, dealing with their protocols, and going against a San Francisco 49er team that absolutely needs it. Yeah. And I uh, for my sake, I hope they lose, but I do think they will win. I hope the Rams can just run away with the West now that the other teams are kind of underperforming, other than the Seahawks. Other than the undefeated Seahawks. They're so good. It sucks. 
They're so good. Rams will be a playoff team, I think. And, you know, maybe they're – I think I'm going to watch the Panthers. Maybe they can get there. I'd be so happy. They wear the same colors as the Lions. So <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll smoke enough weed where I can be confused. Yeah, they're both cats. Yeah. And the South is kind of open right now with the Bucks losing last night. So anything could happen in the South. Yeah, except for, you know, the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I stopped myself from doing a problematic joke. Aren't you proud of me, Sam? I want to hear it, though. Uh, anything can happen in the South, unless you're a black person who wants to vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. Okay, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all our viewers in the South. Um, I'll be <laughs> in the next presidency. Uh, we're going to have a fun week of NFL football. And yeah, I am looking forward to it. I will catch you next week, Steve. I'm going to read your blog as soon as we get off the air, and I'm going to follow at least two of your bets. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, Joel. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching, guys. It's been fun. All right. Later, partner. I'll talk to you soon. This has been the Friday Props Drop for the walk-on, TPN the walk-on on the Props Network. We are back Monday. We have... Brian is gone, unfortunately. We'll be flying solo without him. I miss him already. He has to go stake out. He wants to be the first person to watch a Mac game in person. He's nuts. But, um, yeah, for the walk-on, I am Joel Walkowski. For the Props Network, walking off.